Hi guys and welcome back to Real Talk episode 10, 10 episodes. I know that's so crazy that we've done 10 whole episodes now. I know, 10 whole weeks of podcasting. Basically. But yeah, anyway, so for number 10 today we are doing um, much requested Girl Talk 2.0 and you guys have sent us in quite a lot of questions we've had like 30 responses literally and this is going to be a super super chill episode because Zainab's in her pajamas I've got a face mask on which is why I can't really move my face I know you look like you've got Botox I know um so yeah join us pop your pajamas on get a hot cocoa sit in your bed and this is going to be a really chill episode because we've got quite a lot of questions to get through so yeah should we just get started yep and by the way, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Real Talkers. Thanks. Okay, so the very first question we got was, as someone said, I haven't had my period yet, but I'm quite close to it. Could you give me some tips? I mean, I guess there, as annoying as it is, I guess there aren't really any tips that we can give you because I guess it, it just comes when it comes. Yeah, that's the annoying thing. It's really unpredictable. But, I mean, I guess one thing you could do is, like, make yourself a little period kit. That's quite useful. So Yeah, like, actually, that's really true. We, that I, Yeah, Alicia's right. I guess if you think that, like, you're around that age and you think, you know, you could start your period soon, maybe even just whenever you're going on holiday. I know, I know we can't go on holiday right now and it sucks, mm-hmm. but whenever you're going on holiday, just make sure that you take, like, a little bag full of, like, pads and stuff just ready just in case because you honestly yeah. never know when it might hit you. So I think it is good to be, like, make sure you're a bit prepared. Obviously, wherever you are, you'll probably have, like, your mum or your friends or someone nearby. Yeah, yeah, And um, sure. that can help you out. But you also never know where you might be. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Literally, like, a small little makeup bag or whatever maybe one or two pads mm. or like maybe like a, a change of underwear like the problem with me is that even though I've I've already started my period I started my first period like the first day of year seven that was not very nice really I, yeah like the first time in a new school and I, I started my period that was not the best way to start but I mean there is no best way to start your period I guess but um yeah, I always, always forget to bring pads when I when I go somewhere. So I always end up having to ask my friend, which they don't mind. But it is good to have your own, like, little emergency kit, I guess. Um, yeah. And even if you do start at school, um, like, don't be afraid to ask matron or anything. Because, yeah. you know, like, it's so chill. <laughs> and yeah. it's not a big deal or anything. Yeah, like, we mentioned it in the the first girl talk we did. Like, if you go to your form room and ask for a pad, literally half the form will give you one. It's not a big deal. And, like, I don't know. I think the people... The reason is... The only reason I can think of why some girls would feel, like, embarrassed with their period is because they don't understand that, like, literally everybody has one. Mm. Like, it's not the kind of thing that makes you weird. It doesn't make you disgusting. I guess sometimes when you're on your period, you can feel a bit gross. That I can give you, like, sometimes... I don't know why, but sometimes I feel really disgusting when I'm on my period. But honestly, like, just give yourself that week to feel gross. It's fine. But, like, as long as you don't feel, like, embarrassed of it, I think it's it's all right. Completely. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... Did we get any other period questions? Uh, A lot on body hair. Yeah. 
hair on body, waxing body hair. I think it's because literally nobody talks about body hair. This is the crazy thing. I think that last time, like, we did go into quite, like, of the depths of each method. The thing for me was when I was in, like, year seven, eight, and nine, I had the impression that nobody else has body hair because not a single person used to talk about it. I don't know why. It was like, you just didn't talk about it. So I thought, this is completely crazy that I have body hair. So I'm just going to wax it. I'm going to pretend that I don't wax and that I'm actually not hairy. And I mm. thought that's what everyone does. And then I I think it was probably like year eight, which is, I mean, not year eight, year 10, which is way too late to be talking about this stuff for the first time. But um, that's when people are like, oh, I have to wax today. And I was like, you wax. I was, I was yeah, shook. that's that's so true. And I think especially because like, I think that, like, I, I don't know, just even small things, like, at school and stuff, like, if you have hairy arms and, like, you're wearing a school jumper, you'd be, like, a bit self-conscious to, like, I don't know, roll up your sleeves or whatever. Or small things like that, that, um, I don't know, that I don't think we really talk about. And defo. But I remember in, I have no idea when it was, maybe, like, year nine or year ten, um, people always used to, like, if if someone found out that you did your eyebrows, it used to be a huge thing. I don't know if you remember, but I have no idea why it was such a huge thing if people did the eyebrows. And people also used to lie about it. And I, I was, like, so confused. Because I thought, I don't know. like You know, I think that's also because we, like, it was that Instagram Instagram eyebrow on fleek stage. Oh, do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, like, as in... As in, I don't think there's that big of a trend that you need to have, like, on point, on fleek eyebrows right now. Because I don't think... I think that it's more popular to have more natural-looking eyebrows now. But I think, like, when we were in thirds and stuff, it was, like, even girls who came in and wore makeup to school, like... I knew people who would really, like, lay on thick on the eyebrows and, like, have really, like, sharp eyebrows. So I think that's probably why. Um, But... I think that, yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't really be something that you have to do. Mm, yeah, definitely. But I think, you know, eyebrows are so risky because I feel like just how you have, like, fashion trends, you also get so many eyebrow trends. And they're literally the craziest ones. You remember once there was, like, the wavy eyebrows? <laughs> and then there was, like, the solid Instagram one when it would be, like, really blocked at the front and literally black. You know, I actually really like... Um, you know, like, kind of... Oh, my gosh. My water bottle just spilled. You know, like, back in the 90s, like, really thin eyebrows? You like that? I'm not really thin, but I think, like, the thinner eyebrows are quite nice. Really? I don't know. To be honest, yeah. I personally don't think... I don't think they should make eyebrows a trend, because I think eyebrows are so unique to a person's Yeah, face. that's really true. Like, follow a fashion trend, yeah, by all means, do it, because you can always switch up your style, but... I think it's really risky to wax off half your eyebrows just for a trend. Like, I, 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 I could never do it. Maybe yeah. that's because I'm really, like, protective of my eyebrows. I don't want anything to go wrong. No, I used to get my eyebrows done by, like, a lady. But mm. now, like, I don't really like that. Because I feel like, especially because my eyebrows are quite thick, when I get them done, they, they tend to look really, like harsh and like again that instagram eyebrow like really on fleek and so whenever i'd get them done i kind of 
would get if I would say I was going back to school on like I know the first of January I'd get them done like a week before so that they could grow out a little bit and look more natural so um yeah now I don't really get them done anymore and I just kind of tweeze them myself or like wax them and stuff um because I can get the look that I want. Have I told you my eyebrow horror story? Yeah, you have. Gosh, I think the listeners need to know about this. Because this is why I don't get my eyebrows done from anyone else now. Basically, this was two days before the end of summer term. Not last year, the year before. And I went to this... So I always get my eyebrows done. I got it done at a spa, but they closed for some reason. So I was like, I'm going to go to my mum's hairdresser because they do like eyebrows upstairs. So I went for the first time, but I guess we knew the people because my mum's got her hair done there for, like, years. So I went, and then, um, I have quite thick, like, if you've seen me, I've got quite thick eyebrows. And I hadn't had them done for, like, a month, so they were a little bit messy. And I went, and she was like, the lady was like, okay, first of all, this lady didn't even have eyebrows. She had, like, literally no eyebrows and just drew a line. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't think you can be an eyebrow lady if you don't have eyebrows. Like, <laughs> please. Anyway, um, at first she was just like, oh, what do you want done? I was like, I literally just want, like, four or five hairs taken off underneath. You know where the arch is? Yeah. Just to make it a little bit cleaner. Um, and then she was like, oh, okay, I see you haven't had them done in a, in a long time. They're quite messy and bushy and thick. And I didn't think much of it, but I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess so, thanks. And then um, I, okay, this was partly my fault. I didn't, like, ask her to give me a mirror whilst she was doing it. So I closed my eyes and she waxed the top, the bottom, like, each side. And when I tell you, I was literally left with pencil thin <laughs> eyebrows. I came in with really thick eyebrows and I don't know what was going through her head, but that's not why I asked Yeah. Her. And I think that just shows, I don't know why, but I put all, I literally put all my trust in her hands. Mm. I'd never met her before. And I think... And are, and eyebrows are like something that will change your, the way your face looks. I literally look like an alien. <laughs> I was crying as soon as I saw my I would mirror, cry. I literally cried. And like, she was looking at me like, oh, darling, you look beautiful. And I was like, babes, don't even try. Like, <laughs> I look horrible, you know it. But I feel like, as much as I can say, like, she didn't listen to what I said, I think it's your eyebrows and you need to take control. Like, one of my problems is when I'm in a public place and, like, I'm I'm with, like, I don't know, a lady who's waxing my arms, like, she's doing something for me, I always feel shy to, like, say, like, no thanks, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, if the wax is too hot, I'm I'm embarrassed to say, oh, can you turn the temperature down? Or if I say it, like, once, I'd be like, I don't want to hassle her. And I think that's a really bad attitude for us to have. Like, we shouldn't put ourselves down just so that we're being, you know, quote-unquote polite. I think if you've got a problem, you need to tell them because then you're going to run out of time. Definitely, especially with eyebrows. (laughs) Because, like, if you think that they're taking a bit too much hair off, like, open your mouth because you'll be stuck with those brows for the next three weeks. exactly they take one hair off one they're gonna do it 10 times more than the other ones you have to start them as soon as you can and that isn't to say that like you have to get your eyebrows done do you know what i mean like definitely it like we like getting them done because we like if i don't get my eyebrows done i'll just feel really like gross and i just i like how they look done um yeah yeah yeah. um and i also like them look a bit like outgrown but like kind of in the middle anyways um 
but yeah it's however you like it so don't go tweezing all your eyebrows off because it's a trend or because someone says you should do you know what I mean and that goes with all body hair stuff someone says is waxing a good hair removal method I would say it is um I've been waxing for like a couple of years now and I can definitely see a difference in terms of like how thin the hair's got do you think yeah because at the start when my mom used to tell me like wax your arm okay that sounds really bad but like she'll be like if you're gonna do anything don't shave wax yeah I just hate I couldn't deal with it because I was like mommy this pain I can't deal with it but she was like no in the long term it's better but so I I, like just dealt with it for a couple years and now I can definitely say there's a difference 100% I think I can't see a difference really as in I yeah for me it's just this it's just the same I mean obviously waxing is good because it means that like it like with shaving it will grow back next week but with waxing it will take like three weeks to grow back but I I still think that it looks the same like as in it's the same thing the same amount I guess so, but who's not to say you can't do both like I wax my legs and my arms but sometimes when you're in a rush like let's say you're wearing you yeah. know, like crop jeans um sometimes you just have to shave like <laughs> your ankle <laughs> like just that part of your leg and like it's literally it takes two minutes with a razor so you c- you can use both yeah it's not a problem but I think if you are gonna wax you have to stick it out there's no point just doing it once and then shaving uh that's what I would say but it is painful I can't lie yeah I mean I would say if you're if you're I would say, like, just try these all of these out, yeah. you know what I mean? And then see what's for you. Because, like, they all have their advantages, all have their disadvantages. Um, so, you know what? Just try everything out. Um, yeah, and you might never know. Like, I know some people react really bad to yeah. waxing. So, obviously, like, do a test patch before. Um, One of my friend's parents, her mom, uh, she used to wax her legs. And, you know, like, all of your hair follicles... When she used to wax, all the hair follicles used to go dark red. Yeah, you know, I knew uh, one one day my sister, she got her underarms waxed. And the lady, like, she ripped off, like, a layer of... Like, obviously, when you wax, like, you, you take the first layer of skin. But, like, that's not... Like the dead bit, yeah. Yeah, that's not, like, a big deal. That's not worrying. Mm. But she, like, actually took off, like, a really? proper layer of skin. And, like, when my sister went home, she was like, oh, my gosh, it really hurts. She put some cream on, then it burnt. Oh, like, my God. Then what did she do? I know. Well, I guess you just leave it and it heals. Oh my god. Yeah, you have to. You have to be careful with whatever. But that's like that's like a really rare horror story, okay? Yeah. So like in all my waxing days, I haven't experienced that. So, um, don't be like scared after listening yeah. to this about waxing. But um, also like we understand like we say that we go get waxing. We go get waxed by people but you can do it yourself i think especially obviously in lockdown you can't i you know what i find it sometimes better to do it myself because i think it hurts it less. does because you're more prepared i think that's why and kind of going on from body hair someone says um your best tips for acne and your guys's acne through the years i'm suffering quite bad right now and i want to know if you guys have any tips and what skincare you would use it would really help okay um I think acne is such a big topic because I think even though it's, like, a physical thing, the, like, mental effects of it, like, there's so many and I think that's the problem with acne. Um, in ter- I think the problem with acne as well is that 
it forces you to then open yourself uh, like you're quite vulnerable as well opening yourself out to like the market of thousands of skincare products like you've got stuff like Glossier and then you've got things like Cetaphil and everything in between like really fragranted glamorized stuff and then they're really like basic e45 mm. and i think that can be so overwhelming for somebody that is that's got acne and like all they want is for their spots to go away and they just try everything personally i think it it really depends also what you're def- what you're defining as acne because i know that like in america they even call like if you have a have one small spot on my forehead they'll say oh my gosh i have acne because yeah, like but that's not even them being dramatic i think that for them that's what like acne is it's just like a spot you can use them interchangeably mm. but i think for us it's more acne is more like when you have quite quite a lot of spots and i don't think personally i've experienced that like i do get a couple of spots and right now i am breaking out a bit more than usual and have quite a few spots on my forehead but i still don't think it's that bad like to the point where i would say that i have acne what about you um i feel like in lockdown i think i was starting to get acne on my cheeks because before that if i got a spot it's only ever on my forehead or like my chin but when it started getting on my cheeks, I was like, okay, this is a bit more, like, more than usual. Um, but then, like, I feel like for a really long period of time, I kept blaming it on my period. Because when mm. I get my period, I usually get spots. So I kept blaming it on, like, oh, it's just spots from that. Oh, they'll go away. But then they didn't go away. And I think that's when I started doing the mistake and going for, like, random creams and stuff that I saw in adverts. I mean, I would definitely, if you haven't got acne, like, recommend A go to your doctor first like as much as as much as like skincare by Hiram is great on YouTube yeah like yeah he's great at at recommending basic products and stuff you should really like go to your doctor and just even if you just call up your GP and yeah like explain what you have Mm -hmm. um it feel like that's the best place to maybe start um yeah also I think I know that one uh brand that's really good is the ordinary their products are really yeah. good and they actually work from what i've heard i have the um their well, what's it called oh, they're niacinamide because i've got quite a few blackheads <laughs> ew <laughs> and i wanted to get rid of them and it is one of those things that you have to keep like that you have to do it every day you know it is a ritual and um you can't just give up and I'm someone that will give up I put it on like for I, I like I start off with the product like you know what I'm gonna use it every single morning every single night for the whole week Fully. and then uh I have not touched that nice cinnamon for the past month <laughs> so and I mean that's also because I couldn't really be bothered but anyway um so I would say that um yeah you need to like really really keep up with it um but Mm. definitely like check out the ordinary and you know what even going back to skincare by Hiram look at YouTube because after you've gone to your doctor like you've seen that okay maybe if it they put you on Accutane or something like that there are also other things that you can be doing you know using the right moisturizers Mm. and using the right products yeah also your diet I feel like is super important definitely I have not like when we went back to school in September my problem was is that I literally didn't drink water at all because we weren't allowed to use the water fountains because of risk of like spreading COVID from touching the bottles. And the um taps in the sixth form common room like sink were not drinking water. 
so and like okay it's partly my fault because i couldn't be bothered to bring a water bottle every day um but i didn't drink at all which is so bad because i think that's when my spots started getting worse so i think drinking water is a big thing but again like the thing with acne is that you can't just you know take one like put a cream put a cr- some cream on your spot and think it's gonna vanish to be honest me personally i i see a difference because like one um one week or something i was literally just eating crisps every day like three packets three packets of crisps and after that i really saw a difference like i had loads of spots on my forehead and i know it was because of that like um yeah and it was because i've i did that too i i've tried to stray away from eating like 10 packets of um french fries in one day yeah i think the thing about having acne is that like for example if you've got a huge spot you go to school and you think everyone's just looking at that one mm. spot. Like, I'm guilty of it. And I literally forget about everything. I forget about what I'm doing in the lesson. I'm literally like, okay, this person next to me can literally see my spot. And it's so embarrassing. When, okay, maybe they notice it, but they're not going to think about it the whole day. And I think as soon as you understand that, then you can actually, like, start dealing with it. As well as that, I think that, like, quite often people are like, oh, yeah, don't wear loads of makeup, it'll make your acne worse. Like, yes, definitely, don't wear loads of makeup, constantly been taking it off, putting it on, because it'll aggravate your skin. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that it's fine, like, some days when you go to school, you have, like, a big spot on your forehead, and you're just feeling a bit gross, like, you can put on a bit of concealer and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know why people are, like, you should, I don't know, I think people really, like, put this idea in your head that, like, you need to be natural, fully i think there's this conception like if you wear makeup you're just trying to cover up that you're ugly which i literally do not i can not disagree more honestly and yeah exactly like some days if i have a spot or or two and i just genuinely like feel gross i'll put on a bit of concealer but there'll also be days where like i've got a couple spots i really just cannot be bothered and i won't put on any concealer yeah so you know i think you shouldn't feel guilty about you know yeah, definitely. Putting on a bit of makeup sometimes. Because it's not a cheat. Mm-hmm. It's not a cheat for having a good skin. It's just, I don't know, we're making yourself feel a bit better. Yeah, I think if you've got acne, obviously trying, I think going to your GP is like really important. And now you can book an online consultation. I don't know how easy that is, but if you ask your mum, if you ask your parents, see if you can book an appointment if you think it's, you know, it's getting to the point where normal creams that you can find at Superdrug aren't really working for you and I think whilst you're taking those creams it's not going to go away overnight ideally it will but realistically it doesn't so meanwhile there's no harm in putting on a bit of concealer if it makes you feel a bit better and if it makes you stop thinking that everyone's looking at your spot and you're going to be able to go on with your day because Sometimes I'd go in school and literally the whole day I'm literally dreading it because I just think people are looking at my spot. Or that dreaded moment where you go to the toilet and you look at yourself in the mirror and you just think, ew. Fully. School toilet mirrors are honestly the worst. If you're looking in a school toilet mirror, you do not look like that in real yeah, life. Yeah, to you anyone who's listening to <laughs> this, you, you don't look how you look like in the school mirror because... 100%. I don't know why. I think it's just the lighting. It's so bad. But um, yeah, honestly, you look a hundred times better. It really, it really puts me down. I'm not gonna lie. It it does. It it does. Okay, another question is that is is quite different. Someone said how to deal with older siblings that are A grade students. That's a good one. I think for our school, that's actually quite a good one. I think that's very relatable to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think it's more for the parents. Not gonna lie. 
I think once your parents realise that you are a completely different person to your sister or brother if they go to the boys' school, or this is for everyone to be honest, but I think when your parents understand that you're not the same person, I think then you can realise that um, like you've got your own life. And I think it's not necessarily like you want to compare yourself. Sometimes your parents might be like, oh, well, your sister did this when she was your age. And I think that's when it, I think it hits hard. I mean, I mean, I can't really relate to this because I think I'm uh, better than my brother. I can't lie. <laughs> but um, I don't really get compared to my brother, which I'm, I'm obviously really grateful for. But I mean, can you relate? Uh, I wouldn't. I, I can say that I can kind of relate, but not really like... I feel like, like, my friends are always, like, oh... Like, but it's kind of, like, a joke. Yeah. It's not really... Like, as in, it's not, like, I go to my bed and I cry about it because it's, like, more of a joke. Um, and, like, yeah. But I think that what I would say to someone who, like, um, is kind of dealing with, like, I know, feeling maybe... Maybe it's not even about your parents. Maybe your parents don't really care, but you do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it can not be to do with your parents. I think I'll say that, remember that, like, everyone always says it, and I'm going to say it again, grades aren't everything, and they don't define you, um, so really, maybe they might be better at, um, grades, and at school, but maybe you're funnier, and, you know, people always say, oh, maybe you're sportier, maybe you're something else, but, like, even the small things about your personality, like, they can put you ahead in so many different ways and you also need to remember that it like it isn't a competition as well you're not competing with anything and you said older siblings in the question Mm. so it's not like you guys are probably in the same year group fighting it out do you know what I mean I think the way to deal with it is to spend time with yourself and to appreciate yourself and self-love because Mm. when you can appreciate yourself and you know what's so great about you then you can, then you don't care about what other people are doing, yeah. um, and you don't care what um, what other people have because, I mean, maybe yes, you might be like you might want the grades that um, your sibling has, but I bet a hundred people want something else about you yeah. that you have exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's always important to remember. Somebody also asked, "When is the right age to dye your hair?" And I feel like this is an important one for people to understand because so many people dye their hair and it just goes horribly wrong, honestly. I think... (laughs) Do you think there's an age? Do you think there's an um, age? I don't know. I don't know if it's about age. I think it's just, like... I think you need to think it through, especially if you're going from, like, black to blonde. Because... I was speaking to... I don't know who I was speaking to. It was in maths, I think. Really off topic, I know. But um, she was saying how, like, when she dyed her hair first, like, from black to blonde, she even knew it looked really, like... It went green and, like, really, like, hay You know that, like, really awkward colour? Like, the whole thing, blonde? No. She did, like, um a dip dye or, like, an ombre. Uh. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. So, like, the bottom half, blonde... Oh, no, like, balayage. Yeah, I mean, I think it tried to be a balayage. More ombre, ombre then. Yeah, because it was quite a lot of the bottom part of her hair. And um, I think she she wasn't going for, like, blonde blonde, but she was going for, like, that 
like a brunette kind of blonde but maybe a little bit brown but I think is when you immediately put bleach on black hair it it can take a while for your hair to get used to that color and you have to do quite a lot of like toning and stuff so I think if you are gonna do that that kind of drastic hair color change the best time to do it is I think in summer holidays like if you do it at the start of summer then you've got like a couple weeks to wait it out and let your hair really pick up the color you can go for more treatments and then get it right okay but what about the right age to do the that right age. I would say that the right age that I would say that there isn't a right age obviously when you're actually no I would say that there is a right age going back on what you just said completely <laughs> um I think that you like I look back on like myself in year eight and like even the clothes that I was wearing like my fashion trends obviously obviously trends completely change but I still think if I was back in like 2017 um with the same trends I would still dress differently if that makes sense if I was back in that era Mm -hmm. um and like I think you make so many mistakes like even with eyebrows like you know you pluck them like make them different um so I think that like you should wait until maybe like you're kind of more certain in your style and like yeah you're more certain in how you look um like what kind of vibe you're going for like maybe if you like when you're in year seven you like want to dye your hair platinum blonde but then like you kind of grow and that is quite a damaging experience as well for your hair so maybe like you want to wait a while until like you're in year nine and you realize oh you know what I'm not gonna go platinum blonde but I'm gonna do a little bit of an ombre in my hair you know um but at the same time I do think that like you make mistakes and you grow from these things like And it's always, like, fun to look back on that time. Like, remember when I was platinum blonde in year seven? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think, like, with eyebrows and hair, they're two things that I think if you are going to, you know, experiment with, by all means do that. But I think you do have to think about it. Because for eyebrows, like, when mine got half waxed off, it took a while for them to grow back. Because obviously wax removes them right from the tips. So the one time I wanted the hair to grow back fast, it didn't. And, like, with them bleaching as well that is really really damaging if not done right or if done loads and loads of times so be careful i think that the right age and time to do it is when you've been thinking about it for ages yeah and then you and then you realize you know what i'm gonna do it or not even when you've been thinking about it for ages but when you're like sure in your style you're sure in like how you dress it you're kind of sure in what vibe you're going for then like you should do it because i know um, my hair was like just completely black like never dyed it before and then in the GCSE break no it wasn't it was like the first week back of sixth form I dyed it and like I remember when I first when I was about to get it done I was like oh should I not do it should I not do it? and I just needed to like push myself and yeah. say you know what you're gonna do it because I'd been thinking about it for ages and mm-hmm. like I was like you know what if I don't take this opportunity and just do it my mom's never gonna say yes again <laughs> let me just do it um yeah so I just did it basically and when I first got it done I was like oh my gosh what have I done let me tell you now whenever you dye your hair for the first time and you look at it in the mirror you're not gonna like it I'm just gonna tell you now you're not gonna like it and that's not because it doesn't look good that's not because the hairdresser hasn't done a good job that's just because like whenever you dye your hair like your whole complexion like the way you look I don't know it's some just the tiniest change 
makes the hugest difference really? to your whole look, really. And it will take you a good, like, two weeks to get used to. Mm. I remember I saw it and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's orange, it's ginger. And we took a picture to the hairdresser and we're like, it's ginger. It'll even take your family a couple days, to, a couple weeks yeah. to get used to, to be honest. But and now I'm, like, so used to it and I really like it, even mm. though it does need a bit of a toner because it's going a bit orange. Um, but, yeah. Mm, that's interesting. I didn't know that. But yeah, I do think you need to wake up. Would you ever? Uh, I don't know. There's been so many times when, like, there was a, a stage where everyone was just dyeing their hair, like, dip dye blonde. And I was really tempted. I literally begged and begged my mom. And, like, if she said, yeah, I would have done it and I would have looked horrible. So, like, at, at the time, I really hated her for it. But now I appreciate it. But yeah. I, think, I think either I'm gonna, like, decide i'm gonna do it and then i'll think about it for a long time and i'll do it or i'll just be 100 percent sure but they haven't really happened yet so i'm just gonna wait but i think you also have to bear in mind that you're never gonna be 100 percent sure you're always gonna be like it's always gonna be that like 0.01 like what if i look ugly i might as well just leave it but i do think things like dyeing your hair you know like have a bit of fun just go for it push yourself over the cliff a bit and just say i'm gonna do it do you know what i mean at the same time like i've got my whole life to do it so i don't i don't want to rush it like I, I was really tempted to do it before sixth form because I was like, everyone's gonna, everyone goes sixth form looking complete different than they did from GCSEs. It's just a thing that happens. So I was like, what is gonna make me look different? And I was really deeping it. Whereas like I feel like naturally, I just like I think everyone just had a glow up over summer and matured. I was like, oh, I need to dye my hair to look different, but that really wasn't the case. So I think don't do it for the sake of it. That's what I'd say, basically. Someone said, all your topics are interesting. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Um, uh, someone says, anime. Do you watch any anime? I actually don't. I'm not an anime type of girl. I really am not. I, I've never even, like, have you ever watched, like, a little bit of yeah. it? Do you know what? I don't really know what it is, to be honest. Like, I know what it is. I know of it. But I don't really haven't had any experience. My cousins made me watch the first episode of... I think it's called Attack on the Titans. I may be completely wrong, so I'm sorry. But I know there's... To be honest, I feel like now anime's got such a huge fan base that I'm always scared I'm going to say the wrong thing. Because I feel like, <laughs> I get you, I get you, I get you, I get I'm you. Like, I, honestly, like, if I, if I randomly said, like, oh, I think Spongebob's basically anime... That's not because I'm trying to be controversial. It means because I have no idea what anime is all about. <laughs> and that's my fault because I don't educate myself on it. But there's so many things that I need to educate educate myself on. And I can't just do them all at once. So yeah, I mean, I'd happily get someone to explain what anime is. But the thing about me is I hate watching stuff with subtitles. Because I feel like I can't watch the movie and read it at the same time. But then I don't want to watch the voiceover in English because apparently it just ruins the whole thing. But who knows? Maybe next month I'll be all into anime. Mm. You never know. Someone says um, careers and pressure from parents and someone else said how to have a better relationship with your parents. I think for relationship, I think honestly, it's all about trust. And I think as you get older, you gain that trust. Because... yeah. In, like, year seven, everyone used to go out to, um, you know, ball ring. Literally, I don't know why, but everyone was obsessed with, like, if there was a half day, you'd automatically... Going to Victoria's Secret Pink. Fully, and it was, it was so annoying. <laughs> and my taking would, the selfies. Literally, and my mum would be like, no, you're not going to be like that. You're not going to go out all the time. 
I was like, Mommy, I literally just want to go to Bullring. Can you let me? No, I remember, I remember, like, Arwen invited me on the train to go to Bullring in, like, year seven. And my mum said no. And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine, it's fine. Because um, I kind of knew she was going to say mm. no. And at, at the time, I was, I was a bit like, oh, kind of want to go. Yeah. Um, But I think that, like, looking back on it, like, if I had a kid in year seven, would I let yeah. them go on the train Honestly, alone? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you do, you've got to think about it like that as well, so. Yeah, yeah, fully. But, like, I think the first time I said no, I had extreme FOMO. I was like, oh, no. Obviously, being a year seven as well, I was, like, overthinking. I was like, they're going to make friends without me. They're going to leave me out. They're going to come back to school and all they're going <laughs> to talk about is their trip to Bullring, like... I used to think crazy things like that, which I know, like, maybe if you're in year seven, you think like that. And, like, honestly, as you get older, you realise that that's not the case. Like, not gonna lie, some people did do that. I do remember, like, they'd go out to town, all they talk about is that one event so they can make everyone feel jealous. But, honestly, like, there is nothing in Bullring anymore. Like, okay, obviously, pretend we're not in lockdown, but there really isn't much in Bullring to do anyway. And I'm glad I didn't mm. go because now I can actually go places, like, nice places with my friends. But it it was annoying at that time. But I think now my mum trusts me because she knows that I don't want to go to places that I know aren't worth going. Like, yeah. I'm not going to just hop on four trains to go to Coventry for someone's party. Like, I'm just not that type of girl. I know so many people are. They don't mind going on transport late at night, but I'm definitely not. And I think because my mum knows that, she now knows that she doesn't have to tell me that I'm not allowed. I think now that we've got that kind of mutual understanding that I know my boundaries, she knows my boundaries, and we kind of respect that, I think that's now why we've got such a good relationship. But, yeah. yeah. And I think if if you guys want a more, like, in detail answer about this, I think we do mention it in the last... Um, we did talk quite a bit about it in the last... Um, was Q&A. it a girl talk one? Oh, no, I think it was a Q and A. Or Q and A, yeah. So go check that out. We'll I'll link it in the um, in the description and in the email, so you can check that out because we have talked quite a bit about yeah, this yeah, before. Yeah. Um, and also we did talk about um careers and pressure from parents. I mean, what I say about that now is like honestly, take a chill. You know, they might be putting pressure on you, but who cares? You know what I mean. You've got your whole life ahead of you relax unless maybe you're in upper sixth which maybe you should maybe start thinking about universities or you probably have already applied so it's probably not you who's written the question but um i would just you know take it as it goes and if you're really worried then maybe see like um miss quigley miss quigley the counselor because she's not your parent she doesn't know anything about you but at the same time at the same time like i love miss quigley and like she's really good but she also isn't um a fortune teller and she can't yeah. tell you what you want to do like I made, did make that mistake and I went down I was like I don't know what to do but she can't tell you what you want mm-hmm. so I mean if you're thinking about that like um maybe it's worth just like talking to people in the older years or even you know it sounds silly but like watch some Grey's Anatomy watch some suits have a feel for everything <laughs> <laughs> and like it will come to you. It will. You'll see what subjects you enjoy, yeah. and then you'll piece it together. So don't worry too much about that. Yeah. Someone says, "Do you know anyone who has started a club but no one came? I just started a club and one person came. What do I do? It's completely fine. We started um, Spanish club. Not 
<laughs> okay, not our Spanish club, the, the third Spanish club. We started the third Spanish oh, club. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't with Alicia. But, um, and like on the first one, no one came. And yeah. that's purely because, like, you'll send an email out and people will read the email and then they'll just forget. Like, they will just forget. And so to, like, sort that out, we went just went to the third classrooms every single morning. Um, not every single morning, every morning before, like, the club. If it was on a Wednesday, we went Wednesday morning to all the third classrooms and just reminded them mm. because... And also bribed them with chocolate um, because that works the best. Yeah. But what, the exact same thing say? happened with me and Alia. We started BioBooster and, okay, we actually thought this would be a hit, not going to lie. It's for lower fist, so it's a tough audience, um, and it was to, like, help them with their biology. Um, and I don't, I don't know why, but I expected people to care about biology and their education, not going to lie. But, um, yeah, so we were waiting in the classroom, and literally not a single person came. And then yeah. towards the end, a girl came in. She's so sweet. Um, she came in, and she was like, and we were like, are you here for BioBooster? Like, we're so excited. We wrote BioBooster on the board. And we're like, are you here for BioBooster? And then she's like, no, this is my form room. <laughs> and then we were literally like, um, honestly, we don't care. Do you want to do some biology? And she was like, yeah, sure. This is my form room. I'm going to be here anyway. And then actually what happened was um, she told people in her form. And that classroom is actually a, um, a lower fifth form room. So now, like, all the people that stay there for their form they actually attend BioBooster, so we've got a pretty good audience. So I think always the first session when you're running a new club is pretty bad. Because with, like, an academic club, the problem with that is nobody wants to spend their time going to an academic club, especially now because upper fifth don't have exams. So they're probably not likely to want to go to a revision club. But I think once you get one person in or, like, a friend group, they'll get their friends, they'll get, those friends will get their friends, and then it will be fine, so you just, ha- you have to wait it out a bit. Even if it is, like, a fun, not an academic club, more like, I don't know, like, a handwriting club, something like that, not a handwriting <laughs> club, what am I saying, like, origami club, if you're running origami club, but no one comes, well, what can you do to help that, you can not just send an email but put posters around school come on you have to put in a bit of effort don't go down easily you're not just going to stop this club you're going to put prints and posters out put them around school you're going to mention it to your teachers and then you're going to tell them to tell their students to go to your club put it in the um registers exactly and say you're doing origami club origami equals art so you will tell miss huxley edwards or someone that you know i'm running origami club could you tell people to come um and also, I think, make sure that, <laughs> as as sad as it is, like, let's be real, the upper fifth, when I was in upper fifth, I didn't go to any clubs. And I think that's a really, really tough audience. So maybe yeah. try and aim your clubs at, like, the lower years because, in reality, they are the ones that do come. Yeah, I think if you're advertising your club or even think about running a club, the first thing you need to think of is that you, if you were in that year group, would you even want to attend? Because half the time realistically you wouldn't and then I do, I think then you need to do a different approach if you know that nobody's gonna read your you know your full email like that is like 500 words if you know no one's gonna read it don't even bother sending it out also make sure to clickbait your emails um you know like like anything these days it's all about getting clicks and like with our podcast we try to clickbait our episodes as much with new mm-hmm. heart when we talked about like disability we clickbaited it what what did we call it 
And why are you staring? Why are you staring? And like, imagine you see an email that says, why are you staring? Like, I click on it, yeah. you know? So maybe with your origami club, you can call it something like... Um, I love how you're obsessed with this origami. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Think of something. Um, um, I don't know. Like, you can make a pun out of it or something really juicy or like, I don't know. Oh no, even just putting it in capital letters, like, come to my club, exclamation mark. Like, people will click on it. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, um, moving on from that. Um, the next one, we've got someone says, I think I'm bi, but everyone in my class keeps saying I'm straight just because my TikTok for you page has Charlie D'Amelia on it. I really want them to know, so what should I do? Um, I mean, first of all, I think it's a bit... I don't think your TikTok for you page can really say much about your sexuality. And I think if people are thinking that, then that's that's on them. I don't know what crazy people think. That just because you've got Charlie Demeanor on your TikTok page, that means you're straight. It really doesn't. She's on everyone's for you page. I think it stems for this, from this idea that of like straight TikTok and alt TikTok. And I don't think that straight TikTok means like, that you're straight i think it just means i don't know what it means i think that's just the term that it's called but it's honestly it's a silly idea okay um and i think that yeah like if you want them to know then maybe just you can tell them that like i don't find this funny like i mean yeah if you're if you told them that you're bisexual and they're still saying no you're not your tiktok page has challenged me then you should really question are they even your friends if they're trying to question your own sexuality just because they're basing it off your for you page like i think that's a bit silly maybe they're just saying that like because they you don't think that you're saying it in like a serious tone maybe you're saying oh you know like i think i'm fine and they're just saying um that and i don't know like maybe it's just like a casual kind of conversation way which is fine but um maybe you should like actually sit them down and like say like i'm being serious about this and like just talk about it yeah yeah i think it's definitely difficult but i think it also stems from like especially nowadays people joke a lot about like they'll say oh you're gay as an insult and you hear words like um gay by all these things thrown around as jokes and like as insults so i think because as society we're a bit normalized to hearing these as jokes it can be difficult for people to take it seriously and it's as bad as it sounds we obviously do need to change that but I think maybe that's why people aren't you know thinking that you're being serious when you're saying that and I think you know you might have Charlie's media on your TikTok page so what like since when are there stereotypes for whatever your sexuality is like as in exactly I think that people like expect that you act this way and therefore you are this like you act this way you have charged me on your strict on your for you page and therefore you are straight like that's just crazy yeah exactly you know sexuality is not like an aesthetic that you have exactly exactly oh my gosh that is key and i people people treat it like it these days and I i think it's just crazy like like i i did see this tiktok the other day and it was this girl who was saying can we not make like cuff jeans and um like cuff jeans and something else like a like a trait of a like a bi trait or something like that um and i think that's so true like just because you dress this way doesn't doesn't mean 
your like whatever your sexuality is you know and I think that it also like kind of undermines the um like the importance of and the um like the importance of what you're saying in it <laughs> what <laughs> sorry I know that sentence just fizzled out but you lot get what I mean um mm-hmm. defo um we had something another one didn't we? So the next question we've got is, do you think that dressing for a body type is a thing? And if so, how do you do it? Um, so I think that, yes, it is a thing. I think there are, like, kind of two sides to the question. I think um, I think that, like, there are ways that you can, like, dress that look better on different body types. Like, definitely. And I think how to do it that's like one side of the question and then the other side is that I think that there are trends that like there are on TikTok and that are like made for one kind of quote-unquote like body type yeah I think so. don't you think yeah I agree yeah yeah I was I think it's like also you know the whole Brandy Melville kind of aesthetic those kinds of clothes they are very suited to one particular body type purely because Brandy Melville only does one size and so they are literally excluding a whole body type literally thousands of different body types and I think because of like that's one of the reasons why we have certain trends that are specific to one body type and I don't think that's right but it is one of the things I think this question refers to like I saw this thing and it was is the trend actually good or is the girl just like skinny and I think that's something that's true I think that's so true because, or even is a girl just pretty? Like sometimes you see mm. like the craziest thing and you'll be like, oh my gosh, she looks so good. And then you'll buy it and then it just won't be the same because like sometimes it's even just how the photo was taken to make. Yeah, like lighting, lighting does so much for someone. Like anything can look good in the right lighting and with the mm-hmm. right, right filter, the right angle. And I think the the sooner you know that, the better, because it stops you from making silly, like, purchases. I think as for how to dress, like, on specific to your body type, I think that's definitely, like, I think that's definitely something that you can do and that will make, like, your outfits look better. Because I think that when you understand your body and what looks better on your body, you can, um, I don't know, pick clothes that suit you better, don't you think? um yeah like and I think one way of finding that out is going on Instagram just following people that have the same body type as you and seeing what mm-hmm. they're wearing even like on your Pinterest being like oh do they have um are they slightly shorter like, if you're more petite and then you can see what kind of clothing brands do more petite clothes for you um mm-hmm. or have like maybe shorter um, jeans or something if that's something that you struggle yeah. to find I think that's so true because I was looking at it recently all of the outfits I have saved on my Pinterest board are literally Kendall Jenner's outfits. And I am literally in no way similar, have a similar body type to her. She's way taller than I am. And I feel like I'm more like, I feel like she's a lot more like taller and slimmer, whereas I'm a bit shorter. And so I think her outfits, as much as I think they look good on her, I need to be realistic. And I feel like maybe I could rock something else. And I think I shouldn't just try and wear what she's wearing just because it looks good on her. I think you need to... I think you have to try and error it with every kind of... Thing. Exactly. Like, for, it's like, for me, like, I do not have Kim K's curves. So why <laughs> would I, like, follow Kim Kardashian on, like, Instagram and 
by her, I don't know, like, like, by the exact same bodycon dress mm-hmm. as her, because it will look completely different, and if you take that same mentality and apply it to someone like, I don't know, Kendall Jenner, and everyone's saying, oh, it's the ideal body type, quote-unquote mm-hmm. ideal, um, it's the exact same thing, like, why would you, like, want to buy the exact same clothes and look that way when it won't look the same on you yeah i think the reason why we save these outfits is literally just because it looks really good on that person and i think if you think oh that you're gonna look like them then i'm sorry but that's just not gonna happen it's you can't look exactly the same as somebody else so i think definitely taking different outfit ideas taking different pieces putting them together and then seeing what you look the best in that I think that's the way to go rather than just trying to copy and paste someone's outfit and I definitely find that like as soon as I started following people that looked a bit more like me or had the same build as me then I could like kind of if I wanted to copy that outfit they would look nice on me because I knew I could see that especially with online shopping like you can see it looks good on that person they're roughly the same height as me roughly the same waist as me I can like copy that outfit and it will look like that on me do you know what I mean yeah yeah whereas if you're doing that and it's someone that (laughs) looks completely different to you um it's not going to be the same is it I think also like as well as body types and figures I think for me I find it so difficult to find people like wearing outfits who are like south asian definitely i don't know why but it's so difficult to find an out like i don't know why but it's literally the only time on my pinterest feed there is somebody who's south asian they're wearing like um traditional clothing and i'm i'm just like i want to see somebody who looks like me wearing the kind of clothes i wear and i don't know why it's so difficult for me to find that but I don't think that's okay. I've been finding more girls like that on my For You page on TikTok. Um, yeah, TikTok, I think, is really good because now I'm uh, on TikTok, you can actually see loads of different types of people. Yeah. And you know what? I think even, like, um, the same thing applies to, you know, follow people that have the same, like, specifications as you. Like, I know that I, I want to dress, like, slightly more modestly um, and I don't want, I know, like, spaghetti straps and like um short shorts like that's just my preference Mm. i'll like why am i following like people who um like wear those things because i'm obviously not gonna buy this and why am i pinning them onto my pinterest page do you know what i mean why am i taking inspiration from that because i'm not gonna wear those things so like um i find it really useful to like i really love um marla catherine and she's a youtuber you know her right yeah yeah um, I really love her channel and I also really love her like outfits and stuff because I know that she's Mormon and Christian and she has like modesty standards as well like the same as mine probably mm. um, and I can kind of and she's also the same height as me and stuff so it's quite yeah, good yeah. yeah I think I think there's no harm in liking an outfit I think that's completely fine if you want to save it because you like it that's fine but I think don't uh, save something with the intention because you want to look like them you want to compare yourself to them when you know that you don't look like them and I think it always goes back to these unrealistic body standards that we surround ourselves with so I guess like if you as long as you accept that you're not going to look like anyone but yourself so learn learn to love yourself and learn what looks good on you mm. and like you know in our fashion one the, the whole thing about me and low waist jeans 
now I have come to the conclusion, me and low waist jeans, we're just not friends. I'm sorry, but I've tried. To... I thought they looked good on no, you. No, I mean, I've tried. I really have, but I can't deal with them anymore. It's too stressful. And I'd rather just, <laughs> I'd rather just stick with some high waist jeans. And I feel more comfortable. Like I've got so many pictures of people in low waist jeans looking really bomb, but I've tried it and I've, I've tried it for a couple of months and it doesn't work. And that's fine. Yeah. But, and I've accepted it. I'm like, I'm not going to be unrealistic and say I'm going to keep trying and trying and trying because I want to look like Ken- Kendall Jenner in low-waist jeans. It's not going to happen. But, I mean, one day if I, if I find I like myself in them, I'll wear them. But for now, I've accepted that I'm just not a fan. Yeah. yeah. Simple. That's fair. We had quite a few more questions on sexuality and stuff, but I think that we might do a complete a whole episode on that like maybe next week or the week after where we have and maybe we can get like a guest we can have a guest because i feel as though us two as much as we can say like we can advise you we have had no experience of it and i think it would be unfair to like um you know do that just sit here and tell you what you should do with your life but um we are getting so many questions that we think it's we shouldn't just ignore them just because we can't relate to feeling exactly um, unsure about our sexuality. And on so the we will do something. And on the parents front, um, I know that we always get questions on like pressure from parents, careers, and stuff. And I think that like we did go into quite a big depth on it in like our last Q and A and in our last girl talk one. So we'll link all of those below if you want to have another listen to those because we did talk about mm-hmm. it quite a lot. Um, but yeah, make sure to subscribe, like, hit that notification bell button. Um, (laughs) and leave us a rating as well. Please leave us a rating. Um, and yeah, make sure to follow us at The Real Talkers on Instagram. Goodbye. We love you. Bye.